Hello St. Columbus. Last Friday, on a beautifully cool, sunny morning, I sat with my youngest son and his wife in the lovely chapel of the Modern Day School in Bethesda. We were the there for the very special First Communion Mass for the second grade boys, one of whom is my grandson, Robbie. I had come with curiosity and some trepidation to this Roman Catholic boys' school. I was unsure about how much doctrine and religious teaching was offered to these young boys and what it was like to be an Episcopal second grader or an Episcopal grandmother in a clerical collar, which I wore, my best professional garb, just as I would to a communion service at St. Columbus. I knew that in a sense I was making a statement, publicly demonstrating my priesthood, but after really mulling it over, I felt called to bear witness to another part of the body of Christ and our different approach to some aspects of the faith. I was pleasantly surprised. The service was very informal and relaxed and in no way offensive to the about one-third of the congregation who were not Roman Catholic or perhaps even Christian. The procession of small boys, khakis, neckties, and blue blazers unruly hair, mostly combed and slicked down. The little procession entered quietly, each reverencing the altar as he approached. Then they moved to sit with their parents while the head of school and then the chaplain greeted us. The short service of readings and prayers were led by the students who had to step up onto a little platform to be tall enough for the lectern. Then the chaplain spoke right to the boys of how important their first communion in that chapel was. Of course, many had already had First Communions in their parish churches, or, like my grandson, communion since they were old enough to receive it. But this event was particular to the school and well worth celebrating, no matter one's religious background. There was a fun Q&A about various biblical trivia, apostles' names and such. To my delight, little Robbie raised his hand to answer Nathaniel to the question about but St. Bartholomew's other name. Who knew? Spotting me, Father Mark said, I see we have another reverend here. Perhaps you'd like to answer a question. Laughing, I said, well, I did know Nathaniel, but no, I didn't tell Rob. Mark asked my denomination and then returned to his homily. But I felt recognized and welcomed as a visitor from another part of the vast community, which is indeed the body of Christ. Speaking of the body of Christ, I did feel my Anglican hackles raise when Father Mark went, went on to describe the Roman Catholic belief in transubstantiation, the literal changing of the substance of the bread and wine in the consecration at the altar. I would describe my belief about that as transignification, the new meaning taken on by the elements of communion but my grandson will have years and years to contemplate this mystery and find his own understanding. When it came time for communion, all were invited to come forward, but only Roman Catholics were invited to receive a wafer. The rest of us were to fold our arms across our chests and receive a blessing. I'd been briefed on this earlier by my son. I went along with that. After all, I was a guest. Should I have held out my hands and prompted an embarrassing refusal? I thought not. I felt I should respect the position of the school, 
even if it differed from my own and my denomination's understanding of who is welcome to receive communion. And I was surprised at how appropriate that actually felt, an instance in which disagreement did not triumph over connection and hospitality, both offered and received. My wonderings about what young Rob was learning were less urgent. He was learning about God and about Christianity and about reverent behavior in a beautiful, sacred space. He and the other non-Roman Catholic boys were not excluded or badgered to convert. They rather were shown a model of faithfulness and piety that seemed to rub off in a good way. After the service, Father Mark greeted me warmly and we exchanged names and people we knew in common at the cathedral. I thanked him for handling the presence of us Protestants so warmly and smoothly and headed to the small reception area. And there I saw about eight little boys, minutes ago so quiet and respectful, well-dressed and groomed. These little boys were racing across the grounds at top speed, coats off, shirt tails flying, laughing and shouting in play. I'll never know how their first communion at Mater Day changed them, if at all but it gave this grandmother a new appreciation for another tradition and all its rich history. It's a flawed history, as is the history of any other part of the body of Christ. But on that morning, I felt our oneness and treasured it. Thanks.